Welcome to this episode of Bookish. I'm so happy that you're here with me because I have a guest you definitely want to hear from. She is an expert on money. Is that right, Laura? Yes, yes, it is. And we all want money, right? We do. So I have Laura Brown here. She's the author of Increase Your Income, and she's the author of A Salary Cinderella Story. So she has one nonfiction, Increase Your Income, and then A Salary Cinderella Story is the fiction book, right? Yes, yes, it is. And we're going to talk all about the books, and we're going to talk about money. (laughs) That's an exciting topic. Okay. So, Laura, welcome, first of all. Thank you for Thank joining you. us. Thank you, Ebony. I'm so excited to be here. How are you? I am great today. And I love to talk about money. And I love to talk about books. So this is the perfect place for me. You know, a lot of people, when it comes to money, they get so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It's scary. It's, it is, yeah. We, and, and we're nice girls. We shouldn't talk about money. Yeah. But that's not true. Right. It's like one of those things that you're just taught to don't talk about how much you make don't mm-hmm. you make you don't want to make others feel bad or you don't want to feel bad once you figure out that other people are making more money than you and all that stuff mm-hmm. but i'm glad that you are here to to kind of uh how do you say shatter those myths <laughs> i want to shatter the myths absolutely i want to replace it with something much better for us so tell us, because you've written a nonfiction and a fiction book about the same topic. So mm-hmm. what's, why is that? <laughs> well, so I, I wrote the, the nonfiction book with my co-author, Jill Ferguson, who is amazing. She's read, run, written plenty of books. And we, we loved writing this because it's seven different rules. It's very specific. We've got stories in there. But we thought, you know what? It would be really fun to write a fiction version of it. So instead of, you know, being so serious, what if we made it into a story? And so it's a story of three friends. And the main friend, her name is Cinderella. They call her Elle. So Cinderella is unhappy at work and she's actually unhappy with her boyfriend. And so she happens to meet somebody on an airplane, somebody on an airplane sits next to her that becomes sort of her fairy godmother and gives her all these suggestions. And so, I mean, we all would like a mentor. So she happens to sit next to a mentor who gives her all these ideas. And so through the story, you get basically the seven rules that will help you. And you can see how she learns and grows and how she gets a raise and a promotion at the end. You know, I love this idea of taking a text and writing, like doing a radical revision of it. Mm-hmm. We do this a lot with my students, like we're gonna write an essay and then you're gonna write a poem version of the essay. Yes, and yes. Mm-hmm. because you you get two different audiences mm-hmm. and then I think it really just helps you to become more a master of your content when you're able to put it in two different like languages basically so this is and I love this idea of like meeting my fairy godmother in a plane ride when I'm upset with my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty and actually it's funny because I was on the phone with my co-author and I happened to be waiting for a plane and so we started talking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have an idea of how to start the book. And it was, she's basically sitting, waiting for a flight. And that's how it all started. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Oh my goodness. Okay. So tell us, let's, let's first talk a little bit about the nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So what are some key things that readers are going to take away from reading your nonfiction book? Well, one of the biggest things, and by the way, I was in human resources for years and years and years. So I know sort of the other side when people want to make more money. 
So one of the biggest things that people have a problem with is they're afraid to talk to their boss about it. And they actually think that their boss is the one that's stopping them from making money. So I'm gonna tell you, it's probably not their bosses. Most bosses wanna give people as much money as possible, but they have to convince their boss and human resources and sometimes the compensation committee. So my big thing that I want people to know is work with your boss and think of it more like a project the two of you are working on together and talk to your boss, what do you need in order to help me get a raise here? And when you work with your boss, it makes things so much easier. Well, I never would have thought to ask my boss, what do you need to help me get a raise? Yes, exactly. But but again, your boss has to go to a committee or has to go to human resource. So they need some facts. And so one of the other things I talk about is how can you build a business case? How can you help your boss build a business case? And you assume everybody knows all the things that you're doing. But the fact is, everybody's busy. People forget that six months ago you did something. So you have to show that. And there are certain ways you can do it, like, with weekly reminders or things like that to let your boss know exactly what you did and why it has value, not just what you did. And so these are ways you can help your boss to make more money. Wow, that's, you know what, I remember when we had a new teacher on board at my site a few years ago, um, and this wasn't her first teaching gig, but when she first started at my job site, she made herself indispensable. I mean, she was, she was like, the chair, she quickly became the chair of her department, but before she started advising clubs, she started volunteering for things and more opportunities came her way and more yes. opportunities to earn money on the job came her way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she made herself indispensable. That's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's some pretty good advice. I think people overlook is just the bringing value to your employer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what will readers gain from your fiction? Well, first of all, I think that they'll have some fun. Um, yes. But besides that, that one of the big things, and this is also in the, in the other book, but one of the big things is you have to ask and you have to clearly ask. Because again, a lot of times we hope and we hint and we think. And so what happens with the main character is she has to ask for what she wants at work as well as with her boyfriend. Mm. And so it's very, yeah, so it's very clear. And not that you're always going to hear the word yes. So you have to be comfortable with the word no sometimes, because sometimes no, it's what gets you to a a different yes. Mm -hmm. It's that conversation that you have to have. So the big thing is ask for what you want and be comfortable with no. Right. I was reading this wonderful book on negotiation. I can't remember what it's called. Gosh. And this guy, he's like super popular because he was a negotiator for the FBI. or. (gasps) Oh, I've heard of it. Okay. I can't remember the name of the book, but I've heard of that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so he talks about how you should be happy to hear a no because that's when the negotiation begins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Well, so it, that's ha- what happened to me. So the first time I asked for a raise, I got myself all set. I walked into my boss's office. I was sure. And he cut me off and said no immediately. I mean, immediately. And I was so embarrassed. I wanted to quit. But instead, I went back the next day and I started a conversation with him. And then I understood why he said no. And I got a much better raise a couple of months later. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So don't be scared to hear no. Yes. Okay. That's great. Now, what gets in the way, and I think we probably touched a little bit on this, but what gets in the way of people asking for raises? Yeah. Well, we talked about some of them, but let me add something else. It's a big one. Okay. So for my years in human resources, what would happen is all of a sudden a, a very scared manager would run into my office and say, oh my gosh, one of my best employees just got an offer from someplace else. We now have to give her more money. 
And human resources hates that, by the way, because there's all sorts of problems with then trying to negotiate from there. So managers would much prefer that before you go out and look for a job that you start this conversation. But so many women that I talk to say, you know what, it's just too hard to ask for a raise. I'm just going to go ahead and look for another job. And I always say, no, ask for a raise first, start the negotiation, because I, I, knowing managers, a lot of times managers may have the money and they may be just about ready to talk to you, but you quit instead. So give your boss the opportunity. So don't be afraid that your boss is going to be mad. Now, it's not like they will give you a big smile when you ask for a raise. Chances are. Um, but they will be much happier that you do that than if you're disengaged and you're unhappy or you quit. So give them the chance to talk. And by the way, I remember coaching somebody and she asked her boss for a raise and he immediately said, oh, yeah, I was just thinking about that. You know, oh, no, he said, I've been thinking about that for a while. And she was all excited. And then later on, she got really mad. And she said to me, why didn't he tell me before? And I pointed out to her, because you didn't ask. Uh, so it was really the asking. And he really was thinking about it. And he'd already negotiated with human resources. And he was sort of in the process of it. But it, it hadn't gotten that important. So when she asked, I was like, yeah, you know, you do deserve a raise. Let me just finish this up. Mm-hmm. What was that famous quote? I think it's a biblical quote. You have not because you ask not. Oh, and so it's so funny. So I end up my, my two books with, if you don't ask, you don't get. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's the other pop? Uh, hungry, silent mouths don't get fed or something. Or Oh, that's a good one. No, I haven't heard that one before, but, but I absolutely agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but it takes courage to ask. Yes. And the other thing is a lot of times we assume, okay, we assume that our manager will take care of us. And we assume that our managers know we want more money. And I've had this discussion plenty of, well, of course my manager knows that I want more money. Doesn't everybody? I'm like, well, your manager might think that you're very happy because you haven't said anything. And again, the whole idea that that studies show that men tend to ask more for money than women do over and over again. And I remember talking to one woman and she said, well, this is not going to work for me because I already tried it. And I said, OK, well, exactly. What did you say? And she said, well, I said to my boss, it would be nice to make more money. And he laughed and said, yes, it would. And I said, that wasn't an ask. He thought you were just sort of chatting, like, wouldn't it be nice to make some more money? Yes, mm -hmm. it would. And so we had to reframe and she actually had to go back and specifically clearly ask for more money. That is, you know, I was listening to this podcast mm -hmm. and this woman, she goes to her boss, like every, at the end of the year, they have a chance to ask for like a, a raise or whatever. Yeah. So she said she gave all the reasons why she thinks she should be earning like 75,000 a year. Right. So he was like, okay, gave it to her. Then one of her male counterparts walked out of his meeting. She's like, oh, um, so how much did you ask for? He asked for six figures. <laughs> and got it and oh she said God. what he said yeah. well how much did you ask for she said 75 grand he said well well <laughs> you got what you asked and so it's so interesting because in negotiation a lot of times if you ask for something you get it right away then you feel yeah. like i should have asked for more right and so i'm always <laughs> telling people ask for more what's the worst i can say the worst i can say is no but let's say you you ask for a hundred thousand so now they're thinking wow laura thinks she's worth a hundred thousand Hmm, it's going to be hard for me. I can't give her 100,000, but I really need to give her 95 or I need to give her 90. So ask for more. It can't hurt. I mean, unless you, you know, you ask for 250,000 and you're starting at 50, you know, and that's right. a little crazy. Yeah. But again, you're telling people that I know what I'm worth. Now, 
the other part of it is also you should be going out and doing the research. So because there's plenty of you know places you can find research on what does this job pay generally in my market and in, in, in my state. So go ahead and find that out and talk to your mm -hmm. boss about it. Mm -hmm. So speaking of doing research, what advice do you have for people looking for new jobs? Ah, okay. So because so many people are looking for new jobs right now, let me tell you four words that you can use to get a higher starting salary. So this is so key. So, so what happens is, so you, you know, the person gives you the offer and tells you, you know, you're making a hundred thousand dollars and you pause and you, first of all, you thank them. Thank you so much. And then you reinforce why you are the right person. I'm going to bring so much to the team. I'm so excited about helping with project X. And then you pause and say, is there any flexibility? And then stop talking. Don't say, I know that this isn't a good time. I know that's a good time because that will talk them out of it. No, stop talking. And if they say, I don't know, then say, would you check and find out? Because a lot of times <laughs> maybe, because they, they may not have the ability. Now, I'm going to tell you though. So this happened about two months ago. I was coaching somebody and she said, um, so she said, I don't know that I'm going to get more money. I said, but do this anyway. She said, okay. So she said, is there any flexibility? And the woman said, oh, of course there's flexibility. And she was so shocked because she thought, why didn't the person tell me? And I, by the way, I've seen LinkedIn comments on this and I've heard other stories. The fact is that HR people or you know, people that are interviewed don't feel it's their job to tell you this information. I mean, just like your friend that, that asked for $75,000, chances are the boss is not gonna say, oh no, it's worth 100,000, do you want that? Mm -hmm. No, so unless you ask, so when she asked and the woman said, yeah, there's more flexibility, she said, okay, tell me more. And she got an extra $15,000 by asking that one question and letting herself be uncomfortable for those couple of minutes. Oh my goodness. Exactly. Do it. Go out and do it. So is there any flexibility? That's it. And then stop talking. You got to stop talking and be, be willing to be uncomfortable. And when they say, I don't know, then, then check. Or if they say, I, even if they say, I don't think so. And I, I, I've done this and I'm going to tell you what, I did this one time. I had a new job and I loved the new job and it was paying me more money. And I thought, I got to do this anyway. And I thought, God, I really want this job. And I asked, and the, the person that was interviewing me was like, he, he went, oh. And I thought, oh my gosh, I made a big mistake. He's like, oh, I'll check. I, I don't know, I'll check. But, and, and I did get more money because there was, there was a reason why. But, and it, I was uncomfortable and he was uncomfortable, but I sat with it and I got more money. And you mm. should too. Wow. I love that lesson about, because I was talking about this with my other guest and another guest from today too, about this, this notion of being uncomfortable. Yes. And when you stepped into that, into that uncomfortableness, that's when things really start to happen, but you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it is not easy. I had to prepare myself for that. And, you know, I'm counting, you know, how long it's taking him. Okay. One, 1,000, two, 1,000. <laughs> so I don't jump in. Yeah. It wasn't easy, but I'm really happy with the results. Right. And I would say, would it be worth it to be a little uncomfortable to make a couple more thousand dollars? And my answer is always, you bet it would. For sure, yeah. Oh my goodness, this has been such a wonderful, fun conversation, Laura. Tell us where we can find you. So you can find the books on Amazon, Increase Your Income, Seven Rules for Women Who Want to Make More Money at Work, or A Salary Cinderella Story, How to Make More Money Without a Fairy Godmother. <laughs> In addition, you can go to my website, careertipsforwomen.com, and because you are a listener of this podcast, what I would love to do is if you go on there and you click on courses, I've got some online courses on confidence, 
on getting a raise, because I just give you some tidbits, and getting a higher starting salary. So if you go to the courses and you use the coupon code READ, R-E-A-D, you get 20% off any of my courses. So I would love for you to go there and take a look. Wow. Thank you so much for that generous offer. That's amazing. I am so... Uh, what is the word? I keep saying every time I end these conversations so far, I've been saying I'm so inspired, I'm so enlightened, and that I really can't think of a better word. I mean, that's how I feel after having t spoken with you is I do feel inspired and I feel enlightened about initiating conversations and it doesn't even have to be about money, but just mm -hmm. not assuming number one, not assuming things and start asking questions to start having conversations and just learning more information so that you can make an, an informed, more informed choice. And in that conversation, new opportunities that you didn't even know existed arise. And that's, that's, that's a powerful lesson. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad that you said it. Absolutely. Again, it's not always about money and we didn't get into it, but you can ask for more vacation. You can, I mean, you can ask for all sorts of other things if you're talking about work, but also like in my salary Cinderella story, you should be asking for what you want in relationships yes, and yes. with friends and things like that. So don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid of that. No, because there are plenty of times you're going to get that. Yes. And it is worth it. And if you get the no, you can then negotiate, you can work on it and you can make some changes so you can get a yes in the future. So wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us, Laura. Thank you to all the listeners. I appreciate it. And thank you for tuning into this episode of Bookish. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.